0: Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check it at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we're discussing number one for you, We Best Love, the final episode. I'm doing this because I recently found out this was released on WeTV to kind of provide a backstory for why there was five years between the first season and the second season. This episode was, I think, brilliantly done because it shows a lot of how humans Nature reacts to possible conflict, which Anna finds quite fascinating. But anyway, this episode is about Gao Shidi and Zhao Shui. Zhao Shui has stayed in Taiwan. Um, yep, Taiwan. Gao Shidi has gone to America with his mom. We don't know exactly what's happened in America, but we're left to guess that there's something wrong health-wise because... Gao Shidi ends up staying two years in America that he was not planning on, and he's left with a big stack of hospital bills. We also don't see his mother at all in this episode, and she was supposed to end up getting married to this guy in America and living comfortably there. But his supposedly three-month, two-month trip to America ended up lasting two years. Also, he sent one email to Zhao Shui, and then the conversation kind of quit. Gao Shidi kept texting Zhao Shui, but he didn't really receive any responses. And in the end, Zhao Shui goes to America to find Gao Shidi. And he goes and he walks up and he sees Gao Shidi, and he's so excited, but then he sees that Gao Shidi is with a young woman and with a small baby. And Zhao Shui jumps to a conclusion. And this is where I think it's interesting, because... You know, if you've watched The Perks of Being a Wallflower, there's a very famous quote from that that says, we accept the love we think we deserve. And I think a lot of people think that they don't deserve to be loved. And so when Zhao Shui sees Gao Shidi with this baby with this young woman at this picnic in the park, he jumps to the conclusion that Gao Shidi has dumped him, has had a baby with this woman, and doesn't want to be with him, but doesn't want to break it off. That's the conclusion that Zhao Shui jazz. I think this is a very sad moment, but it's also a very human moment, because a lot of times as human beings, we don't want to deal with possible conflict. So we look at something and we go, oh, it has to be this one way. This is the way it happened. This is the way I see it. And therefore, this is the way it must be. And also, is sitting there going, you know, of course, I want him to be happy. If he'd be happy with this young woman, with this baby, you know, starting a family, to would be more traditional. I want him to be happy. That's probably what he wanted. And the thing is, is I'm sitting there going as a watcher. I'm going, this is so very human that Zhao Shui would sit there and wouldn't even step up and go and talk to Zhao, Gao Shidi. I mean, he's flown all the way from Taiwan to America, and he won't even go up and have that conversation. And, you know, we don't have time to go back in history and go through the what ifs. I mean, it would be really nice if we could. But, you know, if you've seen the books, the what ifs of history, those are very interesting books. But anyway, um, at the end of the day, what if Sao Shui had gone up to Gao Shidi, had had at least that moment? And, you know, even if, you know, lo and behold, it was true that Gao Shidi had ended up with this woman, and had a kid, at least they would have had that conversation. They wouldn't have had that break up without any closure because at the end of the day, Zhao shui is left angry he's left hurt he's left upset and gao is left in america probably trying to deal with his very sick mother and having gone to go have a picnic with a friend most likely because i don't mean it weird but i don't know why the sherlock in me comes off on this and i sit there and go you know Gao Shidi is not the kind of person, I mean, no offense, I could always be surprised in season two, who would end up liking Zhao Shui since fifth grade and then go and have a baby and marry a girl that he just met. I mean, that's just not Gao Shidi at all. I mean, it doesn't fit with his character. Now, I totally understand sometimes people have moments of insanity, but this really doesn't fit Gao, Shui, Gao Shidi. So Zhao Shui jumps to this conclusion, which in turn makes him bitter and angry, and I'm guessing going to be really mad when he first meets um, Gao Shidi in The Return of the Runner-Up. And at the end of the day, it was really all just probably a big misunderstanding that blew up into epic proportions. And I like to say that this doesn't happen in real life, but I've seen it happen a lot of times where... You know, neither party did anything really that dreadful. I mean, you can sit there and go, well, maybe one party screwed up, maybe one party did, and maybe it was a little both. But it grows into this epic proportion issue that neither one of them can resolve because they're unable to meet, they're unable to have closure because it's grown so massive. And, you know, I think it's a very human thing. But I also think being the kind of person that, you know, if you do walk up and see someone on a picnic, having a picnic with a baby and a, a girl there, to walk up and have that conversation. Because, you know, a lot of times things aren't as they seem. And even if they are as you, as they seem, at least you would have lived your life with no regrets. And, you know, I think that's kind of what life's about. Now, does that mean that you won't ever have regrets? I mean, if you want, you can listen to my Mbalic's, um wonderful YouTube video. And yes, I have regrets. But when it comes to these kind of relationships, when it comes to like, Gao Shidi and Zhao Shui, where they were planning to have a life together, not like, you know, just date for a few years. It's very important to have those conversations. It's very important to sit there and go, you know, yeah, it might have ended in utter disaster, but at least we ended it. We didn't, you know, just drop it off and have the sentence kind of fade out without that closure. Because, you know, at the end of the day, this hurt Zhao Shui, this hurt Gao Shidi, and it was wasted time that they didn't have to lose. I think the thing that I got most out of this whole fighting um, we best love number one for you was if you have inklings that something isn't right, like when Zhao Shui knows in his gut that he doesn't like the idea of Gao Shigi going to America, he's got this weird feeling about it. You should go with your gut on that. I mean, what would it have been like if Zhao Shui had gone with Gao Shidi to America? It was only two months of his life, for Pete's sake. So, I mean, if he had been there when the whole thing was happening, he might not have gotten to this massive misunderstanding. Because, quite frankly, I don't think Gao Shidi did have a kid with somebody. So, I don't think that would have been an issue. And maybe they would still be together and would have had those five years together, rather than apart with Gao Shidi sitting there feeling terrible that, you know, his Probably his mom fell ill. He had to take care of things and he could not go back to Taiwan because his mom was ill. I'm guessing. Again, I don't know. But trying to deal with that on his own and having Zhao Shui trying to deal with the fact that he thinks that Gao Shidi didn't think he was a good enough person or enough of a person to be with for the long run. And then coming back five years later and having all that misunderstanding, all that conflict, all that brokenness that really didn't even need to be there. I mean, I think it's interesting at the end of the day that in the preview for Fighting Mr. Second, Zhao Shui feels betrayed. He feels like Gao Shidi broke his trust. And at the end of the day, I mean I could be entirely surprised by Fighting Mr. Second return of the runner up, but I don't think Gao Shidi broke anyone's trust. He was trying to deal with a really hard conflict with his, with his family's health. He was trying to deal with all that issue and he didn't know how to deal with that and try to take care of his relationship with Zhao Shui. It was not possible. Plus, I'm guessing that Zhao Shui's dad had something to do with the problem as well. Just a little, just a little possibility, I'm just saying. But anyway, but you know, that betrayal, that feeling of trust being broken, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I think it's been interesting to see my guess is, you know, we're going to have a couple of rocky episodes at the beginning. But once those two actually sit down and repiece what actually happened, I don't think there's going to be this huge, full-blown conflict. I mean, no offense, I'm not saying it's going to be smooth sailing. I'm simply saying once Zhao Shui knows that Gao Shidi, you know, didn't run off with a girl and have a baby, he's probably not going to be quite so mad at Gao Shidi. And once he finds out, you know, that maybe Gao Shidi was threatened by his dad, maybe Gao Shidi had to deal with familial health issues, maybe that just might have a little bit of an effect on how he looks at his and Gao Shidi's relationship. I think it's kind of like, you know, the other relationship in this show, where Gao Shidi's cousin and his um, partner have all this conflict as well, where they're, you know, the thing I think is interesting about Gao Shidi's, um, Gao Shidi's cousin, the doctor, is the doctor is able to sit there and tell Gao Shidi and just moment, that, you know, I'm sorry, I have to come back after my alarm went off, but is able to tell Gao Shidi, you know, don't live your life with any regrets. But the interesting thing to me about the doctor is the doctor constantly lives with regrets. He lives with regrets because he had to quit being around this person who, you know, had all these, um, mental problems I'm, I'm not joking here i mean he had asperger's syndrome he had you know all these complicated health issues self-harm um you know depression um you know G- gashidi's cousin decided to pick someone to care about who um had some major difficulties but the thing i think i do like about um the doctor is you know he sits there and goes At least let them know how you feel. And the funny thing is, is the doctor doesn't let the person he cares about know how he feels. Although I will say, you know, when you watch the previews to Fighting Mr. Second, I think the reason that the doctor doesn't tell the person that he likes how he feels is because he doesn't want to make their life more difficult than it already is but the thing i think is interesting is if you haven't had a chance to go to the WeTV tv or Tencent video app watch the previews number one for fighting mr second which are absolutely fantastic but also if you have time like four minutes really it's four minutes watch the interview between the person who plays the doctor and also the character the actor who places love interest in the series it is one of the best most well done brief conclusions on the subject of BL drama and why it might be so popular right now of any I have ever watched in my entire life also it explains very wholeheartedly why I think you know everyone gets wrapped up in boxes and labels And at the end of the day, I think that these two actors really put down exactly a really good synopsis of how to live without the labels that people like to put on. Like we have BL drama, we have rom-coms, we have, you know, we have people who are straight, we have people who are gay, we have people who are bi. And I loved how these actors really came in and made it so understandable in a kind and thoughtful way that was without the labels. It's like the thing I think was most interesting about this interview is we have the doctor, um, the actor who played the doctor and he says, you know, the thing that he likes about the series is he said, you know, it's not about, you know, the character, my character liking this other guy who has all these health issues that, you know, could be so traumatic for him. And probably, I mean, I don't know. Again, I have not seen fighting Mr. Second, but the doctor cares for people a lot in the series, but he does not show his care. And I think the thing about the doctor and his relationship with, I think it's pay. I'm not sure. I'm not good with um, Mandarin names from Taiwan. So I'm just going to say the doctor's um, interest or partner um, is the doctor knows that his health is fragile. He knows that, you know, everything could be gone in a moment with the way his health is. And, I think that that frightens him about their relationship. Also, there is quite an age gap between the doctor and his partner. And that also is a concern, I think, as well for him. And the thing I think is most interesting about their relationship is I love how at the end of the interview, the actor who played the doctor said, you know, the thing I think I like most about my um, character's partner is he doesn't give up. Even when he, you know, has all these health issues, even when he's got Asperger's syndrome, when he's got self-harm tendencies, when he has depression, when he has, you know, filial imprinting, he doesn't give up on being with a doctor, even though the doctor pretends not to like him, even though the doctor, you know, does everything in his power to say, you know, go be free, live your life without me. He doesn't give up on their relationship. And he says, you know, that's, I think, what I find most likable about this kind of crazy quixotic little human. (laughs) And I'm not saying that too bad. The the person who plays the um, partner, the opposite interest, is this very small kind of sprite character. But anyway, he said, you know, he doesn't give up. And he said, the thing that I think is interesting about this series is it really does show that the love is not contingent upon A, the age discrepancy, B, the the, you know, possibilities that everything could happen, you know, that could go wrong, or see, you know, the fact that this isn't about, you know, two guys who like two guys. This is about a person who decided to like this person because of the character traits they had, and that's how they ended up together. And I think that's one of the reasons that I really do like Taiwanese drama, especially like the BL drama, because it really gets rid of most of the labels that are attached in most of these dramas. I think Thailand does a pretty good job of that overall, but the thing that I'm not liking that I'm seeing in more recent productions from Thailand is I'm seeing more of the labels come out. It's like, we've got to mention the labels. We have to mention, well, this person's bi, this person's straight, this person's, you know, we, we're supporting the LGBT movement. But the thing is, is it's not really about the labels. And I'm not, for not supporting the LGBT movement, I'm simply saying that we can get so wrapped up in labels, so wrapped up in stickers that we put on people, that we forget that there's people behind those stickers. And they're more than the sticker that we put on them. I mean, it's kind of like Max Lucado's book from, for children about stars and dots. But at the end of the day, it's not about the labels. It's about character. It's about personality. It's about compatibility. It's not about, you know, any of the labels that exist in this world. And, you know, I think the more that the world progresses, the more that life occurs and is good, The less labels we'll have, the less stars and dots we'll put on people, the more those will just fall off and we'll just say, oh, they're so and so, or oh, they're so and so. And I think that's a much healthier way to look at things. And I think that's why I enjoyed that little four minute episode interview between the two. They would be like side characters, I would say, but very important side characters in fighting Mr. Second. And I, I think that the final episode of Number One for You, again, it was a really well done episode. It's not an easy episode. I mean, you go from episode five and six of Fighting Miss of Number One for You, We Best Love, to episode seven, which is kind of a downer. But also, I think this is one of those series that I will watch for years and years to come, as long as it's available, because it's one of those that. Number one, I think the storyline is a really cool story. I think you know, Gao Shidi, Zhao Shui, their relationship is interesting. And also the side characters of the Doctor and his possible interest, which you really don't know much about in this in this series. They're interesting characters as well. Zhao Shui's friends are great. I love his friend who's a girl and the friend who's a guy. They're they're awesome and they're hilarious. But also, I think this is a great show to watch with your kids, and not because it's a BL drama. I mean, no offense, I'm one of those people that's like, when I watch shows with my kids, we watch good quality rom-coms, which I will say are few and far between. We watch comedy, we watch, you know, sci-fi action, uh, excessive amount of Stargate. You know, things like that is what we watch. But, um, you know, and Star Trek Voyager and Star Trek, you know, uh, yeah. The tracks, the stars, the galaxies, the, yeah, we watch a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, you know, the thing that I think makes this series good to watch with kids is it teaches them different things about life. It teaches them that, you know, when you hit a situation, when you see something that you think could be one way, maybe looking at it differently, maybe looking at it and realizing that, you know, you should take that step forward and go ask the person at the picnic, what's going on rather than running from that situation, and spending five years being bitter about it when there really was probably nothing to really, honestly, be too bitter about. And I think that's one of the reasons I like this series to watch with kids because it does make you ask questions. Also, I love the wholeheartedness of Gao Shidi and Zhao Shui. I mean, once Zhao Shui makes up his mind that he likes Gao Shidi, I think the most interesting thing, and you know, I've read several comments on YouTube about this as well with people that have watched this series, but the open-heartedness of Zhao Shui, once he makes up his mind, he's like, you know, once he comes to that decision, it's like Gao Shidi from the time he was in fifth grade forward decided I am going to be with Zhao Shui if there's any way possible. If not, then I guess I won't be with anyone. And in similarly, when Zhao Shui does come to that conclusion, he completely changes his personality with Gaoshii. He's like, this is the person I am with. And I love how he doesn't really care whether they're in public, whether they're in private. They are just there for one another. It doesn't matter who sees them. It doesn't matter who doesn't see them, with the exception of um, Gaoshii's mom. I mean, when Zashui first meets Gaoshii's mom, he is totally, totally nervous. But, you know, I think that would be the way it is with most people that go and meet their possible in-laws. But the thing that I really do like about this series is the open-heartedness of both the lead characters when they do decide to be in a relationship. Also, I really like that there is nothing, and literally I do repeat, nothing I have to skip in this series. We don't have any, you know, overly romantical moments. We don't have anything that I have to sit down and either explain with the kitties or have to skip because of the kitties. And I think that's one of the reasons I also really like this series. It's kind of like it goes up there for me with Until We Meet Again, which is saying a lot because that series is, again, one of the few that I'm like, there are a few series in in my world. I mean, Stargate's one of them, Stargate Atlantis. But also, you know, Until We Meet Again and number one for you, their ones is like the kids are going to know this story. They're going to have this in their knowledge bank before they leave my house on graduation or whenever they decide to leave. Because, you know, I don't no offense. I'm like, you know, they can stay here through college. I don't care. But anyway, you know, the thing is, is These stories have certain truths in them that I want my children to see played out in their productions, and not because they're BLs. I mean, no offense, if it were a rom-com that had these same values, then we would sit down and watch the rom-com. The thing is, is I'm not seeing rom-coms with this kind of values in them, and that's one of the reasons I like some of the BLs. But again, this number one for you, We Best Love, if you guys haven't seen it, I would definitely, definitely, definitely check it out. It is a a very unique look at the world. And also, even though it is a college BL, I don't find it quite as, like in Thailand, most of the BLs are about kids in college. I mean, no offense. I think the only exception I've really seen to that would be like high school BLs, which Anna's really not into, no offense. And also we have... To My Star, which just came out, which I thought was a very interesting production simply because it's dealing with people that are in a totally different situation than those who would be in college or high school. And I really hope we can maybe see more of that kind of production than we're seeing. Now, I do know there are some other productions from China, for example, and from other countries. But the thing is, a lot of those productions that are not um, that are about characters are out of high school, out of college. They're not exactly what Otter would call kid-friendly. And if they're not kid-friendly, I'm probably not going to sit down and watch it myself, to be quite honest. And so these are some that I know of that are newer, and I have to say are quite interesting in how they look at the world. But this is a college drama for those who are watching it, just so you know. But it's different, I think, in many ways than like the Thai college drama. Because even though we are dealing with kids who are in college, I don't know why. They just seem a little more mature than the kids that are in college and like the Thai dramas that I'm seeing. Now, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong. I really, really liked Love by Chance 2. And I have not watched all of Love by Chance 1. But what I've seen so far, I did like of Love by Chance 1. I mean, A is an absolutely awesome character. i just say big shout out to A. And not because I like Pirith Tanapon. I just think his character in both Love by Chance and Love by Chance 2 was a great character. But anyway... If you have not seen We Best Love Number 1 for you, do get yourself over to Tencent Video app, our WeTV, binge watch the thing before Friday. You literally have just a few out. It's it's yeah, you have less than 24 hours to watch the whole thing. It is totally worth your time. I would just definitely recommend catching up on that if you have a chance might be a little obsessive, but totally don't miss out on it. Or go back and watch it after you watch some Fighting Mr. Second. But Fighting Mr. Second is, I'm hoping to be, one of the cinemagraphic highlights of spring, especially since Lovely Rider turned out to be kind of a dive bomb so far. But, you know, I had the same feeling about Lovely Rider as I did about Han Chanlati. I mean, both those were absolutely utter and total trope disasters on the Richter scale, but by the end three episodes of Tanhan Chalati, I mean, I would definitely rewatch the last three episodes of Tanhan Chalati. I probably wouldn't waste my time watching anything before that because they were utter, yeah. But you know, maybe Lovely Rider will be the same way. Maybe, you know, the final episodes will be less annoying. And we also have A Thousand Stars right now, which if you guys haven't seen is an interesting Taiwanese drama. I'm not as particularly impressed with as I thought I would be, but I'm still enjoying that series. It's just got some cringe moments, which drive on out little because yeah, because not into cringe. But with that is my review of the final episode of number one for you. We best love with multiple digressions on many subjects, but you will get some, maybe some different BLs you can try if you're what to look into that. And with that on and out, check it at the round table. Bye.